0: We're tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast, Canadian events for the regular people.
1: Yes, and we're back. It's the Canadian Beacon Podcast. <coughs> live, or not really live, but uh, podcast available <laughs> on your uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and all those other fun things out there. Uh, and uh, it's another Wednesday or Thursday night tonight. Broadcasting from the, the wilds of Canada, we have our main uh contributors we have uh todd hello and brian how's it going and myself craig and uh, again our format is uh canadian politics and world politics which affect canada in one way or another so how are you doing tonight there todd
0: oh good good just another night and uh Another um, liberal scandal coming to light.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. That sounds interesting. Now hold on, hold that thought. How are you doing Mayor Brian? Oh, I'm good. Any, anything that you can think of that you're going to bring up tonight? Depends on what you want to talk about. Well, uh, we got the whole world out there. So <laughs> how about we start with Todd and his next liberal uh, scandal?
0: Well, I guess this is now, uh, you know, <clears throat> one just another scandal um and
1: it? just kind of another scandal
0: yeah <laughs> just about it yeah so i guess they have this one billion dollar green slush fund oh yeah and and uh, it's coming to light where i guess basically it was just a a fund like one guy got like 37 million dollars for uh, pandemic funding from a green slush fund like and it's all liberal insiders sitting nice. on the board and uh there's just starting to get into it but basically they were using it to you know for pay their
1: friends liberal and, friends yeah
2: well, yeah this, would this yeah be the the same fund that the government tapped into to pay like youtubers and that to push uh take your jab propaganda
0: i'm not sure yet but um they're giving a lot of money to a lot of people the just for the basis of um, kissing liberal ass.
2: Yeah, sounds about right.
1: That kind of makes yeah. me want to be a liberal.
2: Yeah, it's free money.
1: <laughs>
2: Don't worry, they'll tax you at ninety nine percent though.
1: Yeah, we'll have get that money. and We could improve our. Uh, we'll have like a whole studio set up on uh, Bay Street for uh, yeah, and we'll, we we could take limos to the the podcast every night.
2: Would you want yeah. to? though? No. I mean, you'd likely get stabbed walking to your limo.
1: Yeah, that's that's true.
0: I think uh, is it time that we start a Trudeau death watch, and I don't mean physically. I mean career wise, uh, or his term as prime minister. Like, how can he s- keep sustaining on this? Like, he's mm-hmm. in 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 party politics. When you become, there's actually prime ministers that were more popular than him, but unpopular like Brian Mulroney, that they knew when to step aside, even his dad. Well, sorry, not his dad, his stepdad um, knew when to step aside. (laughs) He's actually following his dad's shoes uh, where he wants to be uh, president. El presidente for life.
1: Yeah. That's why he's more likely to to follow his dad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the party, the liberal party is not a real political party. It's an alliance for power. And they know they're losing power. And the longer he stays in, the longer it's going to be worse for him. Because there's no good news on the horizon.
1: No, no.
2: Do you essentially want to do a political deadpool?
0: Yes, basically, yes.
2: Take bets on when he's going to finally bite the dust on leadership
0: here? Yeah, like they they must be. It's got to be soon, right?
1: Yeah. I'm going to call January.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'll say uh, December.
1: Okay,
2: Brian. I think he's gonna try and I think he's gonna try and hang on to it, man. I th- I think he's gonna try and push it to the next election.
0: Okay, well, hey, that's a good variety of opinion there that we can have some fun with, eh? I, yeah.
2: yeah, I, I and think bragging he's, right uh, that egotistical. I think he's gonna hold on like death grip it until until he literally can't anymore. I,
0: I think you have a point. The question is whether they won't come out with him and pull a Julius Caesar on him, you know what I mean, politically stab him.
1: Yeah, yeah. They may, uh, they may call for a leadership review, or they could do all kinds of different things, and mm-hmm. just say enough is enough.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. So uh, along with the, your, uh, your little scandal that's just come to light, did you see the ethics committee uh, meeting where uh, the, the Liberals and the NDP uh, both voted to adjourn the, the, the hearings when it came to light that the RCMP were about to testify as to how the, the Trudeau caucus is, is uh, not cooperating and is refusing to turn over documents regarding the SNC-Lavalin affair?
0: Yeah, like is that scandal number one?
1: That, that was like the first, the, the first kick of the cat, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, can you believe like how in this country there's no accountability for these people, for them to be able to do that?
2: Yeah. I can, I can believe it. Like we've been watching it for how long now? Like how many scandals has this party and him gone through?
1: There's at least 10, I think right now.
0: At at least. <laughs> like, It's, it's like, yeah. I guarantee you
2: there's a bunch we don't know about yet. Yeah.
1: Everything
0: they do smells like shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. they Everything.
1: touch. Everything they touch, yeah.
2: They got you the know, Midas touch, but it doesn't turn to gold.
0: No, like they're just, you know, the, the saying goes, they'd fuck up a two-car funeral. <laughs> like, yeah. they're 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 so incompetent, and they're so ideal. Like right now, like I said, the Liberal Party's an alliance for power, but they really had At one time, no core ideology, but the real hard left Marxist ideologues have really are in charge right now politically. And that must like the old, the old style backroom people who just want a piece of the pie are just probably shitting themselves because they're going to drive this. Like if there's an, if there is another election, uh, they're going to be destroyed.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, especially when they're 36 points behind <laughs> right now.
0: 36?
1: Points is behind a, the, the conservatives right now. 36 that's not, points? Yeah, 36, or 36 points. These, that, what that, poll 36? is that? The last like, I heard a, was 36 points ahead of the liberals. Holy yeah, and you know, like now,
0: Paul Olivier is a good debater, but he is no political force, and just yeah. even that just shows how bad the liberals are.
1: Yeah, uh, I was listening to uh, is interesting. I'm going to give credit to the Dan Bongino show. Um, he's talking about a, a wave coming across the the Western world right now. Is that Finally, people are standing up and realizing the bullshit of the left, and that, and how bad it is. And they're and a lot of people are swinging to the right now. And and even uh, the, the 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 polls down in uh, south of the border, he says, are are really swinging towards the Republican side uh, now compared to uh, the, the Democrat side because people are just sick and tired of. Of the corruption and and the the stupid uh, policies that these the left leftards are doing, so and that yeah. could be showing up here and being reflected in Canada by that thirty six point lead.
2: While that's yeah. really promising, we we got to be really careful with it too, and we got to be sure to get rid of all of those people who say, "Oh yeah, I'm a conservative," and then they go and support all of these liberal policies.
0: Yeah, they're right? conservative. Yeah.
2: Conservatives or rhinos, Republicans in name only, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of these people in our current conservative and Republican parties
1: caucuses. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Across
2: the board, they're everywhere. They probably hold the majority of the power for those parties right now.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: Oh, yeah. Look at look who Pauli uh right hand man slash woman is. Woman is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that this goes to show you, right? But yeah, on that same vein, uh, like again, I'm going to swing over to good old Dan. Um, he says that uh, Democrats are Democrat are left wing, and all Democrats are Democrats, and all Republicans are are are, are or, or or most uh, Republicans are Democrats.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you know what
1: I mean? Rhino, rhinos, yeah.
0: Or they're absolute nut bars like Lindsey Graham. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, Lindsey Graham is the vice. Uh, uh, is she the one that's the vice thing for the conservatives?
0: No, Lindsey Graham is um, a, an American senator.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: But he he's a pansy. Oh,
1: so, Okay, uh, okay so he, he does... Okay.
0: I think he has something in common with, uh, what's her name, Mi- Mi- is it Michelle Lanceman?
1: Yeah, that's it, yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, they have something in common. <laughs> they have a preference for the same team, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Are they both like girls? Uh, no, I think Lindsay's, um, how would I describe it? Uh, pillow Biter? <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and
0: he's and he's also a war hawk. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks that he thinks it's good money, the money they've sunk into Ukraine uh to kill Russians.
2: Oh, well, it is yeah. good money. It's, yeah, it's okay. good money for Lockheed Martin and all these weapons and manufacturers. Pulp
1: industries and, and... <laughs> yeah. and
2: all all these well, all these industries that they have personally invested in. It's great money for them.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh well Well, it was really good credit to uh, Marfugel News. I was listening to their podcast and they actually said that like uh, they're, they're, they're singing from all the senators and uh, house of representatives and the presidential office are all singing from the same uh, song sheet now where they're saying that, you know, all this aid is really good for the American economy because all the equipment and money they're sending over to, is, that equipment has to be replaced so it's going to be good for american industry oh, like can yeah, you people course, imagine yeah. saying that like there's nothing more destructive than war it only makes bankers rich yeah people yep. don't pe- people don't understand like all this just dis- like the, the the equipment that gets destroyed that could be that energy and the energy resources and finance could be put to towards something like you know positive in society right but no
2: for for example i don't know a functioning healthcare system yeah, yeah that'd be, a
1: good that start, be right? that'd be right? ideal that would be a good start wouldn't it
2: maybe we stop getting involved in all of these wars that have nothing to do with us
0: and focus
1: yeah. on ourselves yeah. oh i forget i forget who
0: i was talking to What you regard talking about the healthcare system is the fact that in one country, every kid has a laptop given to them for the school year.
1: Sounds like a Sweden-Finland thing.
0: They're not... Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure who it is, but it was another... uh, I forget the country, but the fact is, well, I don't know if it was China, but like they're um you know we're falling way behind in all these aspects and but we have like trudeau's give what nine billion to ukraine in aid eight or nine billion
1: yeah he's at around nine billion right now
0: we can't afford that i know and neglecting our own armed forces as well as you know no yeah it's just it's just at and and the nine billion does that include all the equipment we've given him
1: uh, I think it does, but it, it also includes all the payoffs to all the little, uh, oligar- uh guards, uh, in, in the Ukraine too, I think. And all the, yeah. the, all the money laundering kickbacks that come back to, uh, to, the, the politicians here in Canada.
0: Well, I even heard a story reference from Colonel Douglas McGregor where he said that there's been cases where some unit commanders over in Ukraine won't report soldiers dead, and they still get the pay to come in.
1: Yeah. And they take their pay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. just
2: absolute corruption. The old ghost battalion.
1: Ghost battalions, yeah. Yeah. They're not dead yet.
2: I'm feeling better. Yeah. I could go for a
1: walk. I'm feeling better. I can still collect my wage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's no doubt things like that are happening, and uh... Oh. It, it's just insane, eh? Yeah. So, what else do we got on the go here? Uh,
0: how about the gun buyback program being put off to 2025
1: yeah that's uh, interesting actually to the day before the the next uh, federal election right yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and and I, I i say buyback in quotes it's just a confiscation
1: yeah they yeah.
2: they can't buy something back that they don't own it's your property right. they don't yeah. they don't have any right to it they can't just take it from you
0: no no
2: they're going to try
0: I think that that what they're going to do is uh, try to intimidate people in order to do it. Yeah, and and the you know once the compliance rate comes in, well, one he's either he he there's no way he's going to win the next election. Um, I think, like, because one, as bad as things are now. It's not gonna get better. There's nothing on the horizon for the next decade that is gonna make things better. So um I, I don't know what he's thinking.
2: I don't know. There's a good possibility that they uh we go into World War Three here and they just say, Nope, no elections, it's wartime.
0: Uh yeah, we could get into that because I, I agree with that assessment. <laughs>
2: like that that that's a very real possibility that that happens
0: yeah no election and even if we did have election no election is going to solve the problems that we've created at home and what are what's going on in the rest of the world
2: no no There's, there's no voting your way out of this this is no good good luck everyone
0: yeah yeah if you haven't got a plan by now where you've got resources and protection and a network of people you can rely on, yeah. you're screwed.
2: Yeah. Find your friends, protect your family, screw everyone else.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: they gather around the, the, the wagons, you know. Yeah.
0: Circle the wagons. Yeah. Like there's no way that we're going to get out of this without some sort of pain. Um, have you guys heard of Charles Nenner?
1: No, no. no. Well, who, no who is he?
0: He's a, a cycle specialist where he uses um, social cycles and uh, geopolitical cycles of the past predict where we're going to go in the future oh yeah and uh he says now we are in if you look at this decade in every century there is it's a decade of conflict uh, or, or decades of conflict because you look in the 1900s a lot of this you know it went from yeah. pretty much it was non-stop conflict from about nineteen thirteen to nineteen forty five.
1: Yeah, actually uh, you you go even further back than that you can go from the Boer War uh, mm-hmm. and then the the Crimean War, right? Or the Crimean mm-hmm. War was eighteen eighties though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean there was uh the Russian Japan Russo Japanese War, uh after the Boer War. There was the Serbian-Austro-Hungarian uh, War, and I think nineteen twelve, nineteen thirteen. Like there was, it was just it was just nonstop war, war, brush war, till cumula- it contained into the world or turned into the World War Two, which pretty much engulfed the whole world. And he's using his cycle analysis, and he's predicting probably. By the end of the year, early next year, that we will be in some sort of conflict in the war cycle. And he also looked at the casualty rates, as they grow exponentially as each yep. war progresses. Mm-hmm. And he's predicting as many as 2 billion casualties in the next Ooh. Great War.
1: How many? 2 billion.
0: billion. 2 wow. billion. Well, that- 25% of the world's population.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, just look at the Ukraine. That's been going on for, what, almost two years now? Mm-hmm. And that's, on one side, nearly 500,000 dead and wounded. Yeah. Um, right? Well, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, look at it this century, 9-11, 2001. Yeah. It's been nonstop conflict, and it's the conflicts are getting progressively...
1: Larger, larger. yeah,
0: and um, You know and I'm just looking I, I decided tonight while I was waiting to get started. I looked at um, The fleet tracker Where all the American carrier groups are
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: Yeah, there's one Funny off of uh, Scotland
1: okay. There's
0: two in the Mediterranean and another one heading to the Mediterranean And there's two at the um, mouth of the Persian Gulf, and there's two between South Korea and Japan, just north of
1: Taiwan.
0: They've got it Hmm. all the conflict areas surrounded. Yeah. So there's no carriers. Uh, important that I can see right now.
1: Yeah, They're all out to sea.
0: Yeah. You know, and every war is a surprise. There's always a surprise. Because all generals always fight the next war with the last war's tactics or that's where they start out. Yeah. You know, World War One it was trench warfare and the machine gun. Second World War was Blitzkrieg. What's the Third World War going to be? Is it going to be the um descendancy of aircraft carriers as they get find them very vulnerable to hypersonic missiles
1: yeah well Which, you know that's a good question okay. like that it's got to be a uh you know you think about that i think uh it's this the the, the weakness is going to be the electronics mm. electronic war you know what i mean um uh, or the the everything is so uh, like uh sensors and uh ability to locate things and to be precise on your attacks when you can drop an artillery shell right on top of a tank from 23 mm-hmm. miles you know
2: yeah. mm-hmm. or you could spend $50 at Walmart and buy a drone packet full of C4 and drop it on its head there's yeah. it a million a couple million dollar tank right like yeah. it's But at the start of the war, yeah, it's going to be all the super advanced technology. But as that war drags on, it's going to get less and less and less advanced because there's going to be downgrades and devolutions for more efficient, more practical, more readily producible materials and weapons and weapon systems, right? So like those hypersonic missiles, yeah, they may have a lot now. But if that war drags on for three, four years, how many are they going to have at the end of it? Do they have the ability to keep producing that if all their factories are being bombed, right?
0: Yeah yeah going it's into uh nuclear
2: war or are we just straight up glassing entire countries now like where where does your production go if you can no longer get supplies like oh no taiwan's gone nobody has supplies to those microchips anymore
0: yeah did you see there was a story where um uh the united states announced that they're no longer shipping uh certain um, printed circuit boards to china And, you know, when I heard that, it reminded me of the American oil embargo of Japan before the Second World War. Yeah. Is that them laying down the gauntlet? Maybe the, you know, the neocons that control the United States right now because they exist on both sides of the aisle. Have they decided that... You know, the only way they're going to put China in its place is through a war right now. And they re- realize that China's arc of, uh, uh, of, you know, prosperity and and um, sort of ability to dominate is increasing while the Americans is decreasing. That this is the point in time they want to have it out with them.
2: I that. That will be a painful realization for both sides. Um, I don't know if you've looked at China's like economic stimulus, but they've been on war footing and producing wartime materials since like 2018. Mm-hmm. The West can't get anyone to join their military. Uh-huh.
0: It's, it's uh-huh. going
2: to hurt. Mm hmm.
0: Well, like we were talking about, you know, the high tech aspects of the military right now, where everything is incredibly sophisticated and integrated circuit and computer dominated that, you know, very early, like most of these militaries are in conflicts where they fight insurgencies. You know, what you're seeing in Ukraine was sort of conventional warfare and you can see that in that localized war, the um, high-tech equipment is degraded quite quickly. Extremely and it just, quickly. Beca- it just becomes artillery and infantry slugging it out. And yeah. um, I think the very same thing is going to happen. I'm expecting to see some American carriers get smoked. Yeah. That is the... Um, you know and i and I, I think a little clue of it was when um the hamas started launching missiles they said the iron dome in
1: yeah, israel was only
0: about 30% effective
1: yeah because they overwhelmed it eh?
0: yeah only only one missile has to get through yeah yeah and
2: who expected them to come in on like paragliders oh i
1: didn't know that charles yeah, yeah.
2: Honestly, oh, they did hilarious, everything. but very like surprisingly effective. They had like little paraglider carts with like one to two men on it, and they just cruised right over the fence.
0: What was that hmm. game in the in uh, when computer games first? Oh, Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I would if I was in one of those things, I'd feel like a duck. A duck hunt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of, bam, the, bam, the bam, funny bam. thing
2: about that is yeah is, is some very old tech would have dealt with that if they hadn't got like relied so heavily on uh on An electronic air and yeah yeah like a couple of guys yeah. on, on flat guns or anti-air systems would have taken those guys right out
0: oh a shotgun with a goose load in it oh yeah yeah you know,
2: <laughs> crashing down so, i mean some of those guys hit power lines so, oh, a, oh, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of videos really? of that. Oh, yeah, there's a couple of videos of it. They came in, they hit power lines. Turned really? all years uh, <laughs> Wow. All year was <laughs> 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 That's funny. Speaking of hey, is, yeah, speak, yeah.
1: <laughs> speak funny things, like Sophie uh, Gregoire Trudeau, right? Uh, left uh, Trudeau and has now seen that pediatrician. So, you know what that tells you, right? She's just following the science.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I wonder if Idris Elba is uh, brokenhearted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what can, what can we say? He married his mom. Yeah. <laughs> Margaret, the town bike. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I have really absolutely no sympathy for any other one whose last name is Trudeau.
2: Should yeah. we compare a picture of his son to uh, the picture of Cuba's current leader?
1: Hmm.
2: I don't know uh, who's in charge was... of Cuba right now, but I, I I feel like we should compare a picture just just to double check.
1: Yeah, I don't think it is a uh, Castro that's in charge.
2: It might not be a Castro, but
1: yeah,
0: he was his brother, right? For a while, was it? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it was. After Fidel was was too old, uh, Fidel handed over to Miguel, and uh, and then and I think he turned it over to somebody else after because he got too old.
0: Yeah. Yeah well anyways he's he's uh to be honest i haven't really focused much reading or venom on him lately because of you know i think our future and and what we're going to experience uh we're not going to have any influence on what's going on in the rest of the world absolutely none. and i'm kind of worried to be honest
1: yeah we're a non-entity really now as a, mm-hmm. a, a country to the rest, My- the rest of the world could care less about us when you know that's one thing I noticed when I was in Istanbul, it's a city of 20 million people. It's like you know Canada is what 40 million total
0: yeah yep. and
1: uh, one city in like in European city, 20 million people.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did, did you get, manage to get to talk to many people in Turkey, like what their opinion is of things? Like, are you just something you really didn't want to discuss?
1: Yeah, uh, not really. Yeah. Uh, most of them are, uh, all they're trying to do is sell you uh, cheap jewelry or uh, chocolate or, or uh, mm-hmm.
0: rugs Heroine. all the time.
1: Yeah, rugs <laughs> and things.
0: So. Did you strap some heroin to your body when you went back <laughs> on the boat?
1: Yeah, I saw that movie. It didn't turn out well. No, no. Yeah, Yeah. no, no. You can't say it did. But the one thing I did notice while I was there, though, they had, uh, you saw the military driving around in armored vehicles uh, Mm -hmm. through the streets all the time. You saw the regular police driving around in uh, their cruisers. Then you had the religious police driving around in their cruisers with paddy wagons. And then they had, really, the, uh, yeah. And then they had the hijab police running around in their own uh, cruisers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they had at the at uh, standing outside the mosque and inside the mosque, they had the the foot police to ensure mm-hmm. that you didn't have footwear on in uh, in any of the moss. Oh, boy. And they're, they're all uniformed and, you know, armed. The whole works, eh?
0: Mm-hmm. Plus, then so they uh, have a 500,000-man army.
1: Yeah. And uh, every single, like, down there, uh, the one thing I noticed is every single security guard was packing a, a pistol. Hmm. Every one I saw, every security guard, just regular security guards. And yeah. banks were... Had about four or five armed guys at the bank at, a, at each bank uh, hmm. that worked around there. Wow! Yeah, there's there's no shortage of seeing guns all over the place down that in that area.
2: Yeah, yeah, they don't really uh, don't really mess around over there, eh?
1: No, nope. no, no. So Turkey's I see, an
0: interesting you know, place.
1: Yeah. The other thing uh, we noticed when we were in Turkey and in Istanbul was um, the only women we saw out in the streets were the tourists the only people on the streets oh. were the tourists and the male Turkish yeah. and very few female um, uh, you know for a population of twenty plus million people you'd see you'd expect to see women walking around right mm-hmm.
0: Now, were the women uh, in traditional garb?
1: uh, The ones we saw, yeah. And uh, the one I saw specifically, she had her her, uh, typical traditional garb on, but she had a black eye and a broken nose. Really? Yeah.
0: She's been told twice already.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically.
0: Like what you said, they don't screw around, right? And that's crazy. I don't. So
1: that, that was my impression of Istanbul. Anyway.
0: mm -hmm. It's funny how, um, like in the twenties, after the first world war, when Turkey really got pounded, um, they had the young Turk movement and they kind of modernized and now they've kind of slipped back into this fundamentalism. Like Erdogan is a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they're but, having more.
1: Um, in co- no, go ahead.
0: Well, are they? Everyone, I, I should say they're having more in common with Iran than they do the yeah. West. But um, are they Shiite or Sunni? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know. But the other place we stopped in uh, Ephesus uh, in Turkey, um, and. That would come to ring the mind if you ever, if the, for the people that know the Bible, is Ephesians, uh, the book mm-hmm. of Ephesians, Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Anyways, in that area, uh, it was like um, more like a, a, a Croatian or a, a Greek town because there you'd see it, it was very modernized. And when I say modern believing, you saw the, a lot of the Turkish women out in Western uh, attire, you know, dressed, you know, no, uh, v- very few hijabs and uh, traditional stuff. And mm-hmm. this is a town that's only, you know, a few hours down the road, right?
0: That's interesting. And
1: yeah, I thought that was interesting too. So, like, Ephesus was very nice, actually. Yeah, it was a, a very interesting place. Uh, Actually it was uh it kind of pits uh, in perspective too. They um you know, because they actually have the the locations of the tombs of um I guess if you follow the Bible or whatever, of Jesus' uh disciples. Like John oh, really? and Paul and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And actually they're tombs right there. Like, and uh, it's funny. So I said, so we were standing at, uh, I guess it was John's, uh, I guess he'd be John the Baptist, right? Uh, John's, uh, uh, no,
0: John the Baptist was killed. Oh, okay. Before it was, uh...
1: Oh, it was another John then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, uh, John's uh Saint John or whatever is his his uh, burial site. And they go, Yeah, yes, he's buried here, da, da 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 and then the the Catholic Church came here and exhumed his uh remains and took him to uh to the Vatican. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. So
0: Yeah, Turkey is ninety nine percent Muslim and seventy eight percent are Hanafi Sunni. So Sunnis are kind of ideologically opposed to the Shiites, and Iran is mostly Shiite.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: As in, oops, I stepped in some Shiite.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oops. Ruh-roh. Which,
0: yeah, which is probably happening right now.
2: When it comes down to it, do you think they're going to side with each other or side with us? I don't think they're going to side with us.
0: No, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, well, I mean, Iran and Saudi Arabia have been doing diplomatic visits with each other in the last little while.
1: Really? Like this? And they're this they're opposing yeah. uh, Sunni and Shiite.
0: Yeah. Like from the West, from a Western point of view, which I have no uh, benefit from what's going on right now, but they have done everything to alienate Russia and the Middle Eastern countries into the arms of the Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, China is now sending vessels to the, I think, the Mediterranean. Hmm. They, They, the chess pieces are being moved. And Sooner or later, there's going to be a collision if this isn't de-escalated. And, you know, the Americans are overstretched. Europe is not going to help them. Like British are actually sending I I don't know if they're, yeah, they're sending one of their new carriers to the Met through the Mediterranean. Um, And then they have, you know, NATO's got some forces that are uh, patrolling the Black Sea, but, they're, they're, they're just not going to prevail over Russia, China, and the Middle Eastern countries. Like, Egypt's already moving, um, I think, a couple divisions to the border of Israel.
1: Who is doing that now? The, the Egypt. 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 Egypt.
0: Oh. So now Israel is now confronted almost with a forefront war.
2: Well, that in itself is a horrifying reality because you're going to have Iran, uh, Egypt, Lebanon, and Syria, Syria, Jordan, Jordan, all trying to fight Israel very soon. It's like that's almost inevitable at this point. That's just going to happen. Yeah. And if nobody steps in to help Israel, then Israel's final card is to nuke everybody
0: yep the Samson uh what do they call it? the Samson option or something like that?
2: something like we that', all... but yeah. if, if somebody's final play is to nuke your friends, your enemies and everybody in between, they're not your friend. Mm-hmm. They were never your friend
0: Mm-hmm. yeah well see that and that's the thing is that if they launched one nuke against the capital. Like the like the the population. Well, Israel is what about four or five million? I'm not too sure to be honest. Some something I was
1: like that. I'm thinking more. Really, four or five? If not, I thought it was around eleven.
0: Let See here, but yeah. um, the population of Cairo is thirty million. <laughs> no. they would just they'd just be absolutely overrun uh, if they did something like that. Like yeah. the the. the they, they, they. I don't know uh, what they think they're going to get away with.
2: Well, they're acting if as they, if they still have the army of the past. Like, their uh-huh. army is not what it used to be. They used to have one of the top armies in the world. Like, they used to be yeah. the best of the best, can compete with near anybody, regardless of numbers. Like, they used to be up there. Nowadays, yeah, Israel's got, got a
0: population of 9 million. Okay.
2: No. Yeah, but nowadays you've got their army doing TikTok dances like the nurses during COVID. They're useless. Mm-hmm. They rely They're on technology. Yo, oh yeah, they rely on technology. They've been relying on backing from nations like they've gotten complacent and lazy and fat. Like, mm-hmm. It's same as same story for the West. Like uh, the West has gotten yeah. complacent, lazy, and fat, and it's gonna bite them in the ass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this, the United States, Israel is a millstone around the neck of the Americans. Yep, they've been u- they've been using them as a client, uh, basically a military base in the Middle East to just cause uh, chaos and and uh, fighting to distract the Arabs. Um, but this is going to be like dragging the Americans into some like the, if you, if you look at the leadership of the United States a ton of them are dual Israeli American citizens like Blinken yeah. is Jewish yep. Yellen is Jewish I mean what you on, just go on and IDF they uniform have
2: uniform into their into their uh Parliament well, Parliament Senate whatever it was the other day they wore an IDF uniform like they're a dual Israeli American citizen
0: yeah so where do their loyalties lie
2: It always lies with Israel. Israel is always
0: first. Just because of some book written 2000 years ago said that they once lived there. Like this whole thing, this whole mess was uh, created by the British by allowing that, like well, the British are famous for drawing borders and putting people that hate each other beside each other. Right.
2: It makes it exciting, you know,
0: Divide and conquer, but um, they it's they they should have clamped down on them in forty eight and made make them make peace and not allow the Palestinians to be uh, displaced like that. I mean, of course, the Arabs attacked them, but and and it's like the Ukraine Russian thing. It's like it depends. Who's at fault depends on what decade you look at. You know what I mean?
2: Yep. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, it's just back and forth atrocities.
2: And they blame it on each other. Like, oh, they did this, so we get to do that. Oh, well, they did that, so we get to do this. Like, no, 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 no.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, what Hamas did was horrible, but I've heard a really good analogy that you beat a dog repeatedly
2: it's gonna bite and you, you
0: then it bite then it bites you and then you get mad at the dog like, yeah. like, I mean, what's been going on has been created by decades of conflict and fighting.
2: Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. And th- that's the problem though is like, the more people you kill, the more diehards you create, right? Like. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: It's a never-ending cycle. It, it, yeah, it it's a never-ending
2: thinking. cycle. Like, you blow up a hospital, kill a lot of people. A lot more people hate you. You you fly over the wall in paragliders and shoot up a whole bunch of people. A lot more people are gonna want to you want to kill you. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. and,
2: and that those are the most dangerous kinds of people because they don't care who they kill anymore.
0: Everybody's no. fair game. Hmm. I could only imagine being in that headspace that I would hate so much someone so much that I would kill their children mm. without remorse. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And all that's going to do again is
0: create more diehards.
1: Fill the, you know, Keep the cycle rolling, right? Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think they're this time, I think they're going to drag in most of the world.
1: Yeah. No doubt. Because
0: part of the theory about what's going on in the alternative media is that they can't hide the economic chaos anymore. And uh, as Gerald Salente, uh, the Trends Research Journal says, is when all else fails, they take you to war. Yeah. Well, and, that's the um, best
2: distraction.
0: Yeah. and But the interesting thing is is that I don't think the people in the West are buying it this time. Like Craig said earlier about the uh, sort of trans uh transition of people to conservatism is uh becoming pretty evident. And when they I mean conservatism too, it's not like a, a right wing warmongering Republican. It's just like get the government out of my face and let me live my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think uh there's a big uh upswing in liber- uh, was libertarianism. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What I'm wondering about and what I'm kind of concerned about is I think there's a lot of similarities to Weimar Germany to what's going on in the West. And there was a lot of Marxists and communists. Like we talk about people swinging over to the conservative side or libertarian side. There's still a lot of people that are just totally left wing idiots. Right. Yeah. And, and Germany was besieged by that. And the only thing that got rid of it or controlled it was fascism.
1: Yeah. Funny. You mentioned that, uh, the Daily Mail out of uh, England uh, has a a news story. It says a quarter of voters in, in, in the U.S. say that it's so badly off track that patriots may have to use violence to save the country.
0: Mm-hmm. That's 25% and
2: of your population saying that. You 25% of the population worried. is saying that. You should
0: be worried. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's why I like, regardless of what happens in the rest of the world, twenty twenty four is going to be a shit show in the United States. Oh yeah, uh, you know, it's talk about a perfect storm of economic chaos, elections. Um, yeah, it, and and then what's going on outside? <laughs> in, I mean war. Well, and and that's an interesting point Charles Nenner also brought up uh, when he was being asked about what this war is going to look like, and he talked about the southwestern border of the United States. He said, they're catching people on that border that are from the Middle East.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the hundreds. Yeah. Sleeper cells. Look at most of the people
2: coming over the border. They're between the ages of 18 to 50.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Fighting age guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I was just looking at a report here that in the last month, uh, the, the U.S. Border Patrol has intercepted 175 Middle Eastern people that are on the terror watch, watch list.
0: <laughs> How many people got through? Yep. What do they yeah. say? They catch one in a ten or something like that. I don't yeah. know what it is but it's yeah. yeah. what so, are they uh, coming over here for? Like, what are they? What's? They're not coming here to open up a pizza parlor or a sub shop.
2: But like no. that, those are just people on the terrorist watch list. That's not including people who align themselves with that and haven't been put on a watch list yet. Yeah. yeah. Never mind yeah. MS-13 and all these other different gangs, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who well, it Rome was this. eventually sacked by the barbarians, right?
2: hmm Yep.
0: So, yeah, that's, um, you know, basically we were watching all this stuff going on in the, the Middle East and Pacific and, Ukraine um, and their very own border. They can't even stop people at their very own border.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing, right? Like, oh, we got to protect Ukraine's borders. We got to protect Israel's borders. But you don't got to protect your own borders? Uh, Well. How does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Like, are they just incompetent and these are the people that vote for them? I think it's intentional. That's the other option is that, you know, well, I just heard today too that Gavin Newsom is touring uh, cities in China about cooperation and blah, blah, trade and whatever, like everything like that. And he just suddenly had a surprise visit with Xi Jinping and Xi Jinping does not meet with people that are, unless they're leaders of the country, right? But he met with Gavin Newsom. He came and met with Gavin Newsom. Hmm. And I I Newsom be thrown
2: in prison for treason immediately.
0: Yeah, well, he's in, you know, California, right? that's what Governor I mean. Cal. just based yeah. on
2: how his state's running he should be thrown in prison for treason yeah never mind yeah. the fact that he's meeting with xi jinping winnie the pooh yeah. as it were like
0: yeah so um and newsom has talked about running uh for the democrats even though you hear that joe biden's running for re <laughs>
2: I <laughs> uh, want y'all to know that I shit my well, pants. Was that what I was supposed well, to? know? no. Uh, well, I run it for president well,
1: again. S- fall off stage. <laughs>
2: oh, oh my god.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, so we know. Can... We know point. he's a, a cutout, right? Like he's just. Uh, Do you think there he's to kill him? Keep it. I think George. I think Joe. One of the potentials is, is for Joe to develop a house uh, health problem, and yep. uh, uh, gracefully uh, bow out. Bow out, and then they'll bring Newsom in after him meeting with Xi Jinping. If Newsom runs for a Democrat Party, you know what's going hmm. on.
2: That that's a terrifying
0: reality. Yeah, he's a quizzling.
1: when did he meet with him
0: just recently the last just few days
1: recently. oh yeah oh in the last few days wow mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so did he travel yeah. he traveled to china to do that then obviously
0: yeah He was it was it wasn't going there to meet gg ping he was there going there to on a goodwill visit about trade and you know typical circle jerk jaunt of a politician that looked like he's doing something yeah. And um, and Ping came and met with him. I wonder if it was a cover for him to meet with Ping.
1: Yeah, it probably was.
0: Because you he know he's he's probably bugged by uh, the NSA uh, on American soil, but he could probably meet with Xi Jinping with some sort of uh, protection or security.
1: Yeah. At least uh, leaning towards the Chinese rather than the Americans. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, I was ask, yeah. does the NSA actually care? But it, that wouldn't really be the issue. The issue would be the few diehard like uh, loyalists to America in the NSA that would leak the information of him meeting with Xi Jinping.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting world we're living in, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, any other, uh, world developments or Canadian developments that you can think of that's, uh, happened recently?
0: <clears throat> um, I read a statistic that, um, in the Toronto GTA area, that power of sales have been increasing about 10% every month since August.
1: Power of sales at 10%. Wow. And uh, 10%. Un- like. Up 10%. Mm-hmm yeah wow that's interesting because power sales the rule on them is you can put an offer in any uh anything within 20 percent of the bank appraised value and the buyer has to accept it
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and then you can put an offer in lower than that that then the the Organization that is run the bank that is uh, doing the power sale just has to give a justification to the owner of the house why they accepted Mm -hmm. a greater uh, discount.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of deals that are going to be coming up. Mind you, a a power sale in Toronto is still going to be like twenty three million dollars. You know. Well. Here, Paul there uh, said uh, uh, he knew of a couple in Toronto that sold their twelve hundred square foot bungalow in Toronto and bought a castle in France.
0: Yes, yeah, I remember hearing that. (laughs) He said that in Parliament, in question period. Yeah. Of course, the Liberals (laughs) just came. Stephen Harper, blah blah blah. Yeah, Ukraine war, pandemic, blah blah
1: blah. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, oh,
2: uh, what was it? Trudeau said something stupid about the Ukraine war a little while ago. Uh, something like if the Ukraine loses the war, that it's going to increase food prices at home.
0: Yeah, yeah, Trudeau said that himself. Yeah, yeah, Trudeau yeah. said that. Like,
2: really? How do, how does that correlate? We export more food than we use. So, how does Ukraine losing the war correlate to us having increased food costs?
0: Follow the science, Brian.
2: Oh, sorry, that was a bigoted racist <laughs> thought. You're right. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> I'm going to correct myself and go improve my social credit score real quick.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. So, I, I'm going to bring our final thoughts together. I'm going uh, to say, Brian, what say you for your final thoughts for tonight?
2: Uh, what genre of music is the national anthem?
1: I don't know. What is it?
2: It's country, obviously. Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> Excellent, excellent, <laughs> excellent yeah. ending. How about you,
0: Todd? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> <Is it> game <laughs> over, man.
1: Game over. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> don't get off the boat, man. Don't get off yeah. the fucking boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a lot. It's a lot coming down the pipe, and uh, here on the Canadian Beacon, we're going to keep uh, on top of it and keep reporting it to you. Um, I hope you uh, uh, benefit from it. That open your eyes, people. See what's happening. Get in the hole of your your uh lackadaisical uh, politicians and complain for them sign petitions do everything you can like guys it, the writing's on the wall the, the half the house is on fire so there you have it uh on the Canadian Deacon podcast and another wonderful night and uh and enjoy